baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Look at you being a matchmaker this morning uh, on Valentine's Day. Conversation. Oh, I'm not going to say who it was with, but I'm just saying. Look at you, and it's not even Valentine's Day yet. Well, I was trying, trying to, to set shidach. somebody shidach up. Shidach is a match, and I had heard oh, that a friend of... Oh, no, that's... Just a, say, I thought, sorry, we that was, that was I thought we dumped Jeesh. you for a second there. No, 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 a shidach Sounded like a you say you were beating the shidach as somebody... <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Okay. No, it means match. Okay. It's making me nervous. Sorry. I recently found out that a friend of ours, a co-worker of ours, mm-hmm. um, Very recently single, found out. Was single, and I thought immediately... Of a person that, you knew. Of a person that I think would make a good match. And you know why? They should, because married people apparently are happier than uh, non-married folks. Are you? Is that, is that true? I don't know. I mean, not to say that I'm not happy. No, I'm very happy, and I God, love being Jen married. Jen is actually listening, so you better right. retract that. But <laughs> the the only, and I guess it makes sense because okay, marriage equals fulfillment. Uh, you would think means fulfillment in your lives, in your life. But at the same time, there's plenty of people that a just don't want to get married. B or you know, and this includes people, by the way, who are like partnered with someone. Yes, married living people. Living in sin, as we yes, said. Yes, married people are, according <laughs> yes. to this survey, happier than even people who are just living together and are like partners. partners. Correct. Yes, committed partners, sharing right. rent, sharing bills. You um, I get the only. I guess it makes sense, but again, there's some people who just a don't want to get married, want to stay single, and mm-hmm. I don't think if the, if if they're happy in, in that, I think there's plenty of people that choose that way and are happy. Mm-hmm. But I guess it goes back to the most basic instinct in that. We don't want to be lonely. We don't want to be alone. So I guess that's why. This is a study for the Institute by uh, for Family Studies and Gallup, and they say marriage marital status is a strong predictor of American adult well being more so than education, race, age, and gender. So if you are a married person, if your status is married, then you are happier than. So even most- if you're rich, right. More you're pe- if, if you're if you're if you're married, that's you, you better chance you're happy than if you're rich. Mm-hmm. That's kind of surprising to me. Last year, married adults between 25 and 50 were 17 percent points percentage points more likely to be thriving than adults who were never married. Household income adjusted uh, had the biggest sway on well-being for individual and typically rises after marriage when couples pool their resources. Hmm. So you mentioned economics. Sure, economics probably has something to do with it, but yeah, now it's what, more two that. people are paying yeah. the rent instead of one person. That has something to do with it, but I don't think that's the main reason. Right. I so, think it's like it's a partnership. You yes. you you deal with life's ups and downs as a team as opposed to doing it with yourself, and I think that probably has a lot to do with it. Right. I, w- I have been married. I have been single. Uh, single as an adult. This is my yep, second marriage. As have I. And I was not thinking that I was going to get married again. Uh, and like at first, I did. I just didn't want to mm-hmm. get married again. And I was single for about four years when Mark and I decided that we should get married. And I do believe that I am happier 
in a committed relationship and, and not just living together. Um, I joked about living in sin. You're good. You can do what you want yes. to do. Um, it's 2024. It is. It's okay. Yes. It's okay. I, I agree. I believe in the institute of marriage. I, I feel like I'm a good married person. I, I understand how to compromise. I know how to overlook things. I think you need to understand what marriage is. It's no longer getting your way all the time. But I do believe I am happier as a married person, even somebody that was just living together. Mm-hmm. I believe that the commitment yeah. is important. And for me, that works. I'm not saying it works for everybody. But I, I will say this. I have some single friends that are looking to get remarried or married for the first time. I think that's often, and maybe it's generational, people's goal. For sure generational. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the emphasis on marriage has eased as we go through life, <laughs> as, as we go through, through time here. I think current generations don't put the emphasis on it that, that earlier right. generations did. And especially for women, I think it's different, too. Like, uh, I feel like, I don't know if that's still the case, but women had more pressure to get married, get married mm-hmm. than men did. You know, hey, he's, a, he's a good, he's a hip bachelor. He's a, he's a fun bachelor. Or, oh, she's an old maid, you know, mm-hmm. that term. But I think they've also seen a generation of their parents screw up divorce. Remember right? when divorce had to be contentious? You had to take him for all he's yep. worth. Never let her see the kids. Yes. You know, put her in a mental institution. She's crazy. I think the 80s and 90s were a terrible time to get divorced. People didn't do the conscious uncoupling. People were very mad at each other. And there was so much animosity between parents, often taken out on the kids because they didn't know how to parent. Yep. Um, and I... I think that a lot of people are uh, kids these days, like millennials and kids these days. Did I really say that? Even like Gen Z are are worried about getting married because they've seen such bad role model right. of that from the boomer generation. That's fifty percent. Yep. Yep. Fifty percent. That's right. That's the figure, right? Is it fifty mm-hmm. percent of it marriages is. end it in divorce? It still is, which yeah. is terrifying. And of course, we're talking about this on Valentine's Day. And I just wanted to send out a public service announcement on yeah. Valentine's Day. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Oh, but... sorry. Tomorrow's Valentine's Today Day. Today is for the mistress. That's what I'm thinking about. Because <laughs> if tonight is your reservation, yes. if tonight is when your man said, love, let's go out. Let's celebrate early. I can't wait to be with you. You're the side piece. Oh, no. It's because tomorrow is his real Valentine that he's taking out or she's taking out. And you, my dear friend, are the other man or woman mm. if it's happening tonight. Well, you should know that by now if you Public are. service. Maybe you don't. Public service announcement. Uh, our friend Gary Birdman checks in. Married people are happier because the study didn't bother to ask the 50% of married people that are are or are getting divorced. Yeah. No, that that in that factored in. Uh, divorced people uh, were much lower, uh, like less likely to be happy mm-hmm. than married. Uh, single for 35 years after a divorce, loving it. Fill my voids with work, friends, volunteering, and grandchildren. Can't imagine life any different. And I hear that. I know uh, a couple of older people, yes, that have had longer marriages or, you know, if, and I think this person hit the nail on the head, filling my, my voids with friends, volunteering, grandchildren, and work. If you have all of those things in your life, that's what we need. We need connection. We need community. And it sounds like this person is, yeah. is just slaying. Like you have got it because you understand the need for connection. So you don't need, you know, somebody snoring next to you. You just need connection. Yeah. Fact, conservatives are happier than liberals. Uh, I don't know about where's that. Where's that fact? Yeah, I don't know. Stop that. it. Uh, my buddy's almost 41, never held a hand, 
has more issues than a newsstand. He's miserable. I'm 35, married with four kids. I'm miserable, too. Well, you're 35. I think that's tongue-in-cheek. I'm miserable with four kids. But also, 35, no one tells you about your 30s that this is a really hard time. Yeah. When your kids are little and you're just survival. Four of them. Survival. You're trying to get through the day. Keep your head above water. Raise the kids. Collect some money. Maybe even save some. Even have time for a relationship with your spouse. We should have a class on this in high school or college that this is a very hard time in your life. And you may be miserable now, but friends, that's why we make that commitment. If you work on your marriage, if you take time for yourself, if you understand this too shall pass, you will get happier. Trust me. Uh, My son will never marry in his profession. He's seen so many divorces, plus he makes good money, works at times in dangerous places, does not want to put a family through that. I get that. I get that too. Totally. And maybe when he retires. Who knows? He might find somebody then. Who says you can't find love at 65 or 66 or 60 or 70 or 80? Yeah. Uh, yeah, today is Galentine's Day, reference oh, yeah. for Parks and... Right. Yeah, that's, that's for single people, right? Uh, for girls, for women. Oh. For single women, I think, that they want to spend with their girls or they have loving relationships. You know, loving, like you love... I love my girlfriends. I, you know, friendships that are positive and healthy mm-hmm. and you want to celebrate those healthy relationships in your life, I think that's it. I'm going out to lunch with a few girls tomorrow. It's actually Valentine's Day. We're not in a romantic yeah. relationship, but I don't know. If things don't go well with Mark, maybe maybe, <laughs> Never. maybe I will. Always I'm keep your options open. Always keep your options open. Be happy. All right, 918, keep uh, your text coming, and we'll revisit that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this, Jordana, but I have got a very uh, a, a, a particular set of skills. You do. And I've been hearing these commercials. We've been hearing commercials for a few months now about the California psychic. Oh, yeah. They're supposed to be the best. Uh, what about, uh, I've, I'm a psychic. I don't know if you knew this. I had no idea. And I, what, I didn't want to you know, share my skills on the radio because I was a little worried about you know, licensing and whether or not getting, getting people in trouble. People would call you all the time then. But I think it's time to un- unleash those skills as a Minnesota psychic. What do you think? I think this would be great. Okay. I, I think so many people would have so many questions, especially, look, Valentine's Day is coming. I'm sure you get a lot of questions about love if, if you do reveal your skills. Right. So uh, I'm going to uh, release my psychic skills next. I can't wait. Uh, it's the, our version, the Minnesota Psychic. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll debut something new next on CCO. Oh, boy. So how's she going then? Not so good? You got a tough deal happening? Bad breaks got your dauber down? Don't you know the folks at Minnesota Psychics can help you out? Whether you're from up north or down in the cities, our homegrown psychics can see into your future better than that old fish locator on the walleyes. It's time now for another installment of the Minnesota Psychic. Oh, jeez. All right, today on this installment of uh, Minnesota Psychics, it's <laughs> Valentine's Day coming up, you know, and we like uh, the love up here up uh, in the North Country. Uh, much like uh, around the country, we love uh, to uh, love. And uh, so today on Minnesota Psychics, we're doing questions that involve love, romance, or uh, getting a little something-something between the sheets, you know what I mean there? So uh, let's uh, go to the questions. 
All right, Joe, are you ready? Are you sure? That I'm ready to go. Now i got to get that Minnesota, thick Minnesota accent going here. Do you need to get sort of in a meditative state? I'm always in that meditative ball? state. No, you just, you're just you ready to go. I have no balls you're- to uh, read the future. It's just all in my mind. Well, I, I, then I think we're on. Let's take the first call. Hey, this uh, TJ over in Coquito. Uh, so my gal and I, we've been dating about a year now, mm. going real well, really yeah. love each other, sweet oh, gal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and we're at my buddy's Super Bowl party the other oh, night down the block. Yeah. And uh, after the game, she says, oh, the, the, uh, the Travis Kelsey should propose to Taylor tonight. Oh, yeah, that would just yeah. be so beautiful. Uh, oh, but she lives up near Brainerd, so yeah. she had to go. Yeah. And I said to my buddy after she leaves, I says, you know, do you think she's, you know, dropping a hint for oh, me? Oh, boy. He says, I don't know. So I'm listening to your show today. Love the show. And you got the Minnesota psychic on. And oh, I'm yeah. like, normally, you know, a psychic sounds like some kind of California gluten-free thing. Yeah, right. But I thought, I'll give the Minnesota psychic a shot. So what do you think? Uh, she dropping a hint? Should I be looking at rings? I don't know. Okay, then. Thanks. Go Vikes. Go Vikes. That's a, I don't know. What do you think, Adam? Oh, he's closing his eyes. Adam is now tapping. First of all, he's right about the California deal. Where, you know, like, California's got some cornered market on the psychic abilities. We got our Minnesota psychic stuff here. You're the real deal. I trust I you more deal. than the I Californians. Think, look, if he if they were together at the Super Bowl party, even with the masculinity of uh, Travis Kelsey, um, she's ready. I th- the the love the, that love is a bond. That love is true. TJ, and she's up from up north, so it means maybe her family's got a place on a cabin up there. Don't overlook that. Well, so he might That's marry a bonus. into some money. Might marry into like a lake place. Nice. So um, I feel but you didn't see that coming, TJ. I, uh, I I see strong things in their future. I see many little TJs running around in the future. Oh, and oh. I, I I envision a resort in their future up north because the connections are up there. And I think there's going to be a return to the old classic resorts in northern Minnesota. And TJ and his wife will be on the forefront of the revolution TJ. of northern Minnesota. This is great news. Yeah. Adam, what clarity, what, what, yes. you know, genuine forethought you've seen in it for TJ. I really appreciate you using your mm-hmm. abilities to help TJ and his girlfriend, especially before Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. I mean, TJ, you still have time to go buy a ring. I need to rest after that reading, okay. but I'm just, ready for another call. Adam's going to take a moment. I'm going to take a moment and I'm ready for the we'll next call. We'll listen to the next one. Hi, this is Anderson from Coon Rapids. Cliff? I'm calling about my Valentine's Day. I recently just met a gal on Tinder from Matamita. Says she likes Mexican food. I'm thinking of taking her to a Mexican spot for Valentine's Day. I'm deciding between two. I could either give her, you know, a traditional Mexican experience, something easier at Taco Bell, mm. or the full authentic Mexican food from Chipotle. Mm. I'm still deciding between the two, you know. Well, let me know which one you think will be better. And which one could lead to me getting luckier? Oh. Let me know your thoughts. Thanks. Now, as I rub my temples here, I, I see tums in your future. I see uh, antacids in your future. I see non uh, stool uh, bulk. <laughs> I met a musel and a bulk builder in your future because you don't want uh, accidents to happen. 
Uh, and I, I, I do see, though, that this will work out. Really? I do. How so? Because diarrhea on Valentine's night isn't very romantic. But this, he's talking about preparation. And the kind of preparation he's, you know, revealing to himself about how it's either Taco Bell or Chipotle, both wonderful options, by the way. He's a man who's who, who's ready. He's a man who's confident, and I see that confidence. I, I can hear it in his voice, and, and I feel like yeah. he will have prepared for this. He will have prepared for this. And I don't see a long term relationship here, but it's spicy. When you when you add a when you when you open it up with a with a spice infused dinner and evening, it's going to burn hot, but it's going to burn quick. You know what I'm saying? Uh, kind of. Now he speaking asked, of burn, he asked if it should be Taco Bell or Chipotle, which was the mm. option to get um, him. Uh, y- you know, uh, <laughs> a happy ending to the night. I see them at Chipotle. Oh, okay. So he should spend a little more money. Go, go for the upscale, the real, authentic uh, he Mexican will. experience. Right. I believe this is an advice. This is what he will do. I'm seeing his future, and he, I see them at Chipotle, mm-hmm. and I see the a- antacids, and I see the okay. right. Like I said, it'll be quick, it'll be fun, but it's not long. It's not long for this world. That romance. It, it will burn hot will and quickly. Burn hot and quickly. Just like okay. a trip to the bathroom. Okay. All right, Anderson from Coon Rapids. I hope you plan accordingly. Mm-hmm. All right. Somebody texts in with bits like this. I see unemployment in your future. <laughs> I will do the uh, the future readings here. Thank yeah. you very much. And also, Adam, you have a future in Minnesota Psychic. So, I, I mean, if this radio show goes to hell, which <laughs> or down the Our toilet. Already has. For our last caller. Uh, let's take another Do we have time for one more? I think we should. Think oh, we should. very good. Yeah, this question's for the psychic. Uh, Marv Gullerud calling from Virginia. My question is this for the psychic. Are the Vikings ever going to win the Super Bowl? Uh, You know the answer to that. I know the answer to that. No. Not in our lifetime, I'm sorry to say. I'm sorry, I just am. Are you sure you're right about that? That seems like you. You don't need to be a psychic to know that the uh, failure of the Vikings will uh, outlast all of us. That's a sad prediction. Well, that's the truth. David, do you do? Do we have one more, or, or should we go? Uh, let's just let's sneak one more in. Ooh, okay, good. all right. Final call. Hi, this is Kaylee from eleven thousand eight hundred forty-two Lakes in Minnesota High School. That's Kaylee with an E I G H. And I recently went to state with my team this year, and our colors are purple and purple for the school. But my lucky underwear color is red, and I just really want to wear my red underwear. But everyone on my team is wearing purple, and they're telling everyone to wear purple. But I just feel like I'll have better luck if I wear my red underwear. And I just, I really don't want to mess it up for my team because I love those girls so much. And I know they'd never forgive me if they found out I wasn't wearing purple. I just really need some clarity and guidance. So please help me, Minnesota Psychics. What underwear do I wear? You will wear the, you know the answer to that. She knows the answer. She does. What should she wear? I, uh, I she'll wear the red because it's it's all about superstition. I mean, if she's call, uh, she's calling me. Yes. So that tells her that she's her mind is open to other kinds of advice, mm-hmm. and that means she'll believe in the power of the red underwear, and she will wear that. And I, I predict great success for the team from eleven thousand two hundred twenty-two lakes. I haven't heard of that high school, but bless them north. and good luck up north. north. Yes. Um. That was incredible insight. Adam, I had no idea about this huh. special skill. I know. Can you share with us what's going to happen in the legislative session this year, in these next 14 weeks? I don't know. No. <laughs> then we have to ask. You know what? I actually, well, I, I, 
I'll predict this. I think it's going to be uh, less contentious than it has been in the future oh. or in the past. Oh, is it because of the snacks that were handed snacks out? Snacks and because the, just the issues are, are such this year that they're not going to be as controversial as they have been in the past. Well, we're going to ask somebody who actually knows, although, Adam, I have full faith in your abilities to see into the future. And I really want to thank you for the therapy and the guidance and clarity you've offered our listeners today. Anytime. We'll do it again. Tori Van Oot, next. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Tori Van Oot joins us from Axios, Tuesdays with Tori. And uh, so, Tori, let me ask you this. As somebody who covers politics, is this week for you like, uh, you know, is it like Super Bowl week? Like the Super Bowl. Like, is I it mean, like is the first this week of school? First week of school? Are yeah, you nervous? Your syllabus. I mean, t- take I us through that. How excited are you? Is it like, uh, get, yeah, <laughs> get, get, get your locker, locker there at the, uh, at the press corps? Yeah. Gym outfit. Yeah, I think it is more, I would say, like, the last week of session where they're really finishing everything and then elections are really the Super Bowl for political reporters. This definitely has back-to-school vibes. You know, you're seeing a lot of people you haven't seen in a while, lobbyists, lawmakers. There's a lot of gossip. Um, Clicks are forming. (laughs) And everybody's wondering what's going to happen. So definitely the first. And there's treats. Right. Governor yep. Walls continued his tradition of bringing this year apple, what he called apple blondies. They looked just like apple cake to me. I'm not sure what an apple blondie is, but that's what they were calling them. Um, well, did so, you get you know, one? Were they good? I did not get one. No, no. I was full from my breakfast sandwich from the Rathskeller, which is my recommendation at the Capitol Cafeteria. But uh, lawmakers who ate them said they were very good. But, yeah, no, it's really like a first day of school energy and vibe a uh, limitless potential uh aside from the limits of time politics and a lack of money <laughs> was the vibe yesterday at the state capitol i don't know adam i'm also hearing that tori might not want be one of the cool kids because she didn't get one of the governor's blondies she's a I journalist know, right? she can't take that free oh, gift. Is that journalists payola? can't take free gifts yeah. payola. Yeah. okay well All right, Tori, let's get down to business. Um, I know something that we're all watching. I certainly am. The the, uh, sheriff will be the school resource officers. Talk to me about what the legislators are talking about or talking about mandating or bringing back school resource officers. What what's the conversation around this? Yeah, the conversation is about making changes to a law that passed last year. And the law that passed last year, to recap for folks real fast, um, was meant to ban school resource officers from using prone restraints, certain kinds of restraints that were deemed dangerous on students. There were concerns from law enforcement about the way in which the law was written, opening them up to liability for just doing their job. And so some of the school resource officers, as we know, pulled out. Some of the law enforcement pulled their officers from school. So there's a lot of political pressure and some political momentum to tweak the law, to keep its original intent without having these liability issues for, you know, in in the eyes of the officer. So there is draft legislation out there. Um, It sounds like this might be something where there can actually be bipartisan support for it. 
Republicans are interested in seeing a fix. Democrats are working on the fix. There are some people, some act, you know, activists, some groups within the DSL and within the school world, student world that don't want to see it changed because they think the law is fine as it is. They are worried about it being watered down. But the House is already moving. Uh, they've, you know, hearings are scheduled. Uh, there was already a hearing. Uh, the House could be voting within a week or so, and the Senate could be voting within the coming weeks. So this is one of those issues that they might get done, and they might get done early. Uh, the last week we talked about the proposal to make Minnesota a sanctuary state, and I voiced kind of my displeasure with that. And suddenly yesterday I see Melissa Hortman saying that that bill is uh, DOA, that it, it won't go anywhere. Um, why? I, I guess so. Usually, when these things are announced, that they're they seem to have a path forward, but uh, this is Democrats saying no. This is this isn't the time or place for this bill. I guess is this sh- does this show like a, a the rift between the the uber progressive uh, wing of the Democrats and the more traditional moderate Democrats? Uh, I'd say it's DOA for this year. Both Speaker Hortman and Leader Aaron Murphy in the Senate have said. I don't think this has the votes right now. Um, this is an issue that polling can show. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, I was just jumping to a different issue. Um, on the sanctuary state, they have both said that um, they are don't have the votes this year. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this is something that uh, I think you'll see a couple of examples of this this session where you have the more progressive wings of the party put out proposals that they want to get out there, want to push forward. Um, it's an election year for the House. There are tight margins in both chambers. And some of these um, farther left policies just aren't going to have the vote to pass, votes to pass this year. Um, big picture, um, you know, not only is it an election year for the House, but it's an election year, obviously, for the presidency, federal offices, and we're expecting immigration to be a top issue there, too, dividing the two parties. So, Yes, um, it, it sounds like, you know, it may or may not get hearings, but um, certainly Speaker Hortman has said this doesn't have the votes to pass this year. But that won't stop the political attacks. They'll right. still be, you know, it'll still be on the mailers. There'll still be a lot of discussion on it, uh, but it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I can see him now. Uh, Tori, yeah. what about the assisted suicide? Is is this an actual bill? Is Is there any chance... Uh, that this would pass in the legislature? And do you know the deets of um, the proposal? Yeah, so Minnesota is looking at joining a number of other states that uh, allow uh, terminally ill patients with less than six months to, uh, to, oh, oh, to get... Um, Sorry, Tori. Uh, that was me playing the guitar. All right, Sorry. there we go. You should have seen uh, that coming, you're, Adam. You're cutting me off now. <laughs> um, my walk-off music. Uh, so... This is a bill they call it kind of medical aid and dying is what uh, they're calling it this time or end of life options. And it's for terminally ill people uh, who have less than six months to live, who go through different processes to get approved, uh, can obtain drugs to end their life. And the advocates say this really allows people to die with dignity and end their suffering. This is one that the polling on this one shows that there can be bipartisan support for this idea. I think it's one of those issues like gay marriage, like some others, where if you have somebody in your life who has gone through this position, regardless of your partisan affiliations, you may have strong feelings about it, you know, one way or the other. This is one that also probably isn't going to pass this year. What the leaders are saying is 
you know, we think that this is the direction that people are moving in, that the state is moving in, but we're not quite there yet. Um, so, you know, public opinion may be shifting on this issue. More states, other states have adopted similar legislation. We'd be far from the first one to do this. But the leaders are warning, probably not this year. We think it's going to take more than this short 14-week session to kind of work out the details of this legislation and make sure everyone's comfortable to vote on it. Um, and this is another one that may eventually require bipartisan support. There are uh, some Democrats who are you know, not quite on board with this. Um, so it's just going to take a little bit more time. But that's another one that's going to be a talker. They already had a hearing on that one, too, um, and voted out of one committee in the House and passed it in the House. We're talking to Tori Van Oot from Axios. Uh, what chances does sports betting have of coming up and or passing this uh, session? Well, the leaders were just asked, we've asked all four leaders this, and they were asked again last night at the Chamber of Commerce's annual session priorities event. Um, I had left to do toddler bedtime before they got to this, but uh, they all sort of said around 50-50. You know, some said 48-52, some said 51. Speaker Hortman gave a 60% odds of passage last night. Um, so, you know, the crux on this one remains if, if you need a bipartisan bill to pass, because there are two Democrats in the Senate who are opposed on just moral principle grounds from expand, expanding gambling, you need a deal that the Native American tribes uh, and the horse racing tracks both like. And it has been very hard for a variety of reasons uh, to get that yeah. um, and to figure out how to divvy up the money. And the, the tribes want exclusivity. They want to be the ones to have the gambling uh, compacts, the licensing for sports betting. There's not that much money in it after you take away all of the other fees you play the, you know, you pay to the operators and the sports books and things like that. So you're talking about divvying up a pie that's not that big to begin with. Um, so that's the question. One of the key Democrats in the Senate working on this issue has said he thinks he sees a path for getting a all DFL bill for getting his two colleagues who don't support. Uh, gambling expansion in general on board. If he can do that, it could happen because you have a deal that would really just go to the tribes and the tracks get shut out. Uh, but it's unclear if he can do that. Um, and so there'll be a lot of negotiation. The Speaker Hortman has said this is a, a nice to have, not a must have. Um, and we'll see. Tori, I wouldn't see. bet a lot of money on it. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> okay. sound like it. Even if the highest is 60%, uh, yeah, that tells me it's probably yeah. not happening. We started the show talking about whether or not married right. people are happier because a study has shown it was a, a Gallup and a family interest. And a piece study. in Axios, by the way. The yeah, right, piece yeah. in Axios that says if you're married, you have a higher quality of life. People are happier if they're married, not just living together if they're married. Um, you're married. Are you happier than your single friends? Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, I think I'm very happy. I don't know if I can compare myself to my friends. I don't want to say my friends are unhappy oh. or single, but I am very happy as a married person. It's okay. Um, Your husband's not listening. You can tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm very happy. Um, and, but and I don't want to suggest that my unmarried friends are unhappy. Some oh. of them have. But we will have, tomorrow in Axios Twin Cities, we will have an interview with a professional matchmaker. Oh. 
for Valentine's Day. And so she has some secrets to how to find your mate to be happy. And I'll give you a yeah, can, you, a can you tease one yeah. of those uh, tips? Cut the BS and stop getting in your own way. Yeah. Her kind of message is you got to work on yourself and be happy with yourself yep. in order to be happy with someone else. So that would suggest that single people could be happy too if they're doing the work on themselves. But uh, yeah, and uh, and she's not, you'll have to read, people have to read tomorrow. She's, she says Minnesotans are some of the hardest to set up. Really? And maybe you all can talk about why you think that would be a little bit of the Minnesota nice, a little bit of the passive aggressive stuff uh, going on. So there, there's something for y'all to debate and texters to write in about. Like are Minnesotans Perfect. harder to set up than other states? <laughs> Great topic. Let's launch into that. <laughs> Tori, thank you. Uh, congratulations on another session, and good luck to you. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye. Tori Vanu from Axios. I am curious to know. Okay, why. here's my... Uh, why are, I think it's because they're, by and large, I think we are a little more reserved, so it's harder to open up, to accept um, like a new relationship. It's tougher, I think. I have a different take on okay. that. I'll share it with you when we get back from the break. 9.55, that's your Linda's Construction Time Check. Time to f- get 50% off installation labor on Infinity from Marvin Williams. Okay, why are Minnesota... So what was it? What What did she say? We're tougher to... harder to set up, set up than people from other states. And that's going to be fleshed out in Axios tomorrow. So we'll be looking forward to reading that and hearing why. But I have a theory. Uh, my theory is because it's a very small pool and everybody seems to know each other. Like, if you talk to single people and they go on a dating app, they'll know that, oh, that's somebody's cousin or that's somebody's ex-wife or ex-husband or Uh ex-boyfriend and I can't go out with them because Uh there's a connection. It's It's a small pool. A lot of people don't leave or they come back home here. And also, people get married and they often... Stay married. Yeah. I think the marriage rate is probably higher in Minnesota and the divorce rate I have to look. You think so? I think it might be lower than the national average. And I think that it is a small pool. Like, think about when you were single and you were... Did you ever do the apps? Yeah, I wound up going on a date with my cousin. Okay. I'm kidding. (laughs) 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 I've never done the apps. Thank God I've never done those apps. That's what I hear because I was on J-Date and that's how I met Mark. But, you know, Mark said, I was the only new person on there. Like, uh, the other people were his ex-wife's sisters or cousins or, you know what I mean? Like, there were other people that he knew. Wait a minute. Did he, he tell never... you that you basically you were oh, his no, only no. option? No, no. I, I reached out to him. No, no, no. Like, no, you know, everybody else was, I was related to him no. or I'd slept with him before and you were <laughs> the only person I had a chance. So, But when he, but he also said that he had been on for five years and hadn't seen anybody new. I think the dating pool is smaller here. <laughs> that would be like, oh, I've seen that guy before. I've seen her before. Right? Already dated them. Yeah. Or that's my cousin. Or that's my neighbor. <laughs> right? You can't go out yeah, with that person. That's my ex-wife. <laughs> you know how that ended. Ex-wife. Uh, quick takes coming up. Dave? A new life for the laser loon. And how much do Americans spend on Valentine's Day? That's coming up Too in much. quick takes. Too much. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 